0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday weekend in sight. Let's close out another week here on Locked On Browns. Your host, Jeff Lloyd. Today's Friday episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever Need um, You know, sticking with the theme and, you know, how we've been going through here this week, we'll get to the Browns news, NFL news of the day here, segment two, we'll go into a preview of the offensive line position, which as everybody knows, uh, took a little bit of a hit this week. Um, we'll go to the third segment. I'm um, gonna continue, you know, taking the schedule in, you know, cutting it into chunks, you know, quarter chunks, so to speak. So we'll get to the second quarter. Um, you know, which are the two road games, two home games, uh, you know, obviously some more conference play. I'm sorry, some more division play there. So, you know, what we got in store here for today on Locked On Browns. Uh we'll start here NFL wise. Um, a popular name and everybody was wondering and you know whether or not another veteran linebacker was gonna be added here um Nigel Nigel Bradham was one of those popular names about whether or not the Browns were going to have interest Nigel Bradham has signed a one-year contract with the New Orleans Saints um so headed on down obviously to the big easy to be part of you know the Saints and hopefully you know trying to win an NFC South title uh you know compete again you know possibly maybe Super Bowl berth or you know, at least go face one of those teams in the NFC West in the uh in the uh NFC Championship game um We've talked about this. um, The Browns had a million opportunities to acquire veteran linebackers, including a couple of their own. Um, They only made a small dip into the water with B.J. Goodson. This is just obviously not something that the Browns have had interest in. Um, The opportunity was there. Um, I understand, and everybody looking at the group, yeah, I mean, it's lacking. But, I mean, if you listen to the uh, vision and the plan of Joe Wood's defense, Uh, It doesn't look like it's that big of a deal to him because they're not going to use a ton of linebackers. Um, But again, you know, this is probably nothing to get upset about because this was nothing, I mean, this could have been addressed veteran linebacker-wise. They just chose not to do it. Um, Biggest Browns news, I guess, to come out of yesterday. uh, Jamie Gillian, uh, the Scottish Hammer, obviously um, testing positive for COVID. He said he's been dealing with the issue for Probably about a month now. Um, And for those of you who check out his Instagram, obviously, Jamie's pretty active in the community and and has been out and about, so to speak, um, quite a bit here. Uh, It's, you know, it's not, you're not thrilled about it. Um, Luckily, I mean, one of the, you know, Jamie, obviously, as everybody knows, is in tremendous physical shape. So I don't think anybody's too concerned about that as well. But you're, you know, you're going to need your punter. Um, normally, I'm not one that's going to harp on special teams and things of that nature. Um, but Jamie Jamie was a weapon last year. He was a huge weapon last year as far as being able to, you know, flip the field, um, you know, with the offensive struggles. You know, obviously, he was punting a lot more than anybody ever anticipated. Um, and he was a difference maker. Um, you know, so for this point, just keep him away from everybody. Um, he can probably find ways to work out on his own uh it's you know it's not a major concern but it's certainly a concern um and hopefully you know jamie can uh you know get himself you know confined to a space here get his workouts in uh and get get healthy and start you know stringing together some negative tests here and be able to join the team you know sooner as opposed to later uh coach Stefanski took to a press conference yesterday on zoom a lot of things were touched on um for me some of the points of emphasis um he has a plan as far as play calling is going to go no he has not divulged it yet i don't see a reason why he's going to divulge it now um he has not chose to do so for a few months now um i still believe firmly kevin stefanski is going to be your play caller um with all that's going to be on the line here and especially with the lack of time working together um this is going to be on coach stefanski and i don't think he's going to want to put that uh, you know, put that responsibility and onus on somebody else. Um, this is his baby, and uh, you know, Coach Stefanski, most likely, 100% going to be your play caller. Some other things I took away from it. Um, obviously, the Browns moved their weight room into the indoor facility to create, obviously, a better opportunity for everybody to get their workouts in, to properly social distance. It makes the most sense when, obviously, asked about the fact that the indoor facility is now the weight room, Coach svansky said, you know, that's fine. We plan to be outside as much as possible, but you also look at it this way. Obviously, outside is a lot much larger area, so as much as it's going to be easier to properly social distance using the indoor facility as the weight room, it's going to be a lot easier to take the practices outside to keep everybody properly social distance as well. Um, they are The Browns are going to... Break this squad into two units. Uh, the Orange and the Brown, Coach Stefanski obviously referred to them as. One will work out in the morning. The other one will work out in the afternoon. There are no in-person meetings until August 9th, which will lead up to the first you know joint practices, hopefully, which will be August 14th. Um, they have moved around the quarterback room so they can cre- uh, create a little bit more space. Quarterback room was a little bit smaller. A little more condensed with four to quarterbacks, a quarterback coach here. They found a better space for them. So the guys, again, you know, socially distance, keeping everybody, you know, separated as much as possible within the room. You know, just another point of emphasis here as you know far as 2020 training camp is going to go on here. Um, One more thing, they are not planning on using huddles. Um, during training camp and w- during training camp walkthroughs, it just makes more sense that, you know, for the longer, hopefully, you know, you can go and keep everybody healthy. Then you can maybe start to integrate these things. But look, I mean, there's really no reason you don't necessarily have to huddle up and walkthroughs and these type of things. So, you know, that's not a big concern here, but just again, pointing out, you know, that they're trying to do everything they can to keep everybody healthy, safe as you know, we get, you know, through the beginning stages of camp where everything's going to be so new and so different as opposed to years and years past. Um, he spoke on David Njoku, who, you know, Kevin Stefanski said, and look, this was the point, you know, this is why they extended David Njoku and you know, picked up that fifth-year option. They're excited about David Njoku. They're excited about what he can do, the athlete he is. Um, very excited to work with him. Um, and, you know, he even said, we believe in David. So, you know, obviously, you know, hopefully this will end the David Najoku saga for now. Um, david and his agency can just wor- worry about the 2020 season trying to put together the best possible year they can on the field uh, like i said we're going to get to the offensive line preview we are also going to get to uh looking at the second quarter of the 2020 uh second quarter of the 2020 regular season so obviously tons more coming here on lock rounds rockoto.com Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Folks, now has become a time for do-it-yourselfers more than ever. That's where rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like the airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or an account on. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And again, the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same auto parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Getting to the offensive line preview here, and you know, as we mentioned, you know, a couple days ago, um, did take a little bit of a hit here with uh, Drew Forbes opting out. Um, a lot of folks were anticipating a big year for Drew Forbes, whether it's competing at the right guard position. I think there's also maybe a possibility that Drew Forbes was looked at as a tackle option within this offense. His athleticism was certainly something that was going to work with the fit and the vision of this you know offensive line scheme, uh, Kevin Stefanski's wide zone scheme. Drew Forbes made the best decision that Drew Forbes you know, felt was right for himself, his agent to close, that there is a small uh, medical reason that Drew Forbes decided to go this route. He was really, really, really on the fence and just decided it was finally best for him to just maybe opt out for this season. Best of luck to Drew Forbes. Hopefully, Drew will see you back healthy, ready to go, uh, obviously, in January, February, maybe when the official 2020 NFL season is over. Getting to the rest of the unit that is here at the offensive line. Obviously, you're, you know, holdovers, the stalwarts of this offensive line. Center, J.C. Tredder now going into his third year here with the Cleveland Browns. Joe Blantonio, the veteran, the l- linchpin of this unit. Um, no signs of slowing down from either player. Uh, J.C. Tredder you know, obviously got his contract extension late in the 2019 season. One of the few moves John Dorsey did that actually—it looks like it was a really, really good move for the future of this franchise. J. C. now head of the NFL Players Association, um, he's done a fantastic job here. And the thing is, is he has done it in such, such incredibly difficult circumstances. It, it's so much more than just looking out for the financial well-being of his, you know, his brotherhood—that is the NFL Players Association. It's now looking out for the, the medical. Well being and got to keep in mind when you're doing this, this also can it's not just the players of the NFL, it's you know, these decisions are made on what the players input and it's affecting you know their families and everybody's. And JC Treader obviously signed up for a very, very difficult job just to begin with. And for this job and to be going through this pandemic coronavirus situation, he's just been fantastic about it, smart, articulate caring. Um, and the thing with JC Treader is is JC Treader knows what it was like to be a middle run player in the NFL. Obviously one of the top centers, you know, one of the top paid centers in the NFL currently. But JC Treader has not wavered on that. He still remembers what it's like to be a middle of the roster, a lower of the roster guy here. And JC Treder's done a fantastic job with that. You get to right guard, um, Wyatt Teller. You know, you thought there would be some competition, possibly from Drew Forbes, uh, but you know, Wyatt Teller, on its surface, does Wyatt Teller ideally fit this system? No, uh, Wyatt Teller is not. Wyatt Teller's not a great athlete. It's uh, it's you know you're not getting around it. You know, more similar to the style of Kevin Zeidler, big, strong, physical at the point of attack. Um, you know, able to you know, sink his hips, and you're not going to run a Wyatt Teller over. For Wyatt Teller, it, he doesn't necessarily have to be the perfect scheme fit. You can obviously maneuver things around. Obviously, you're not going to ask Wyatt Teller to pull a whole bunch. And with using two tight ends, there's way to manipulate, way to manipulate, ways to manipulate the scheme to fit it. Um, so you can move a tight end in motion, um, things of that nature. Just it, 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 you can make it simple to keep a quality player on the field simplify it to not have to ask Wyatt Teller to do things that he's not comfortable with over the last uh, second half of the last year uh, he really started to step up he was a left guard predominantly his time in college and his time with the Buffalo Bills obviously switching over to the right side there's difficulties certainly but I thought he started to ingratiate himself as a player as the season went on once he got more comfortable with his footwork um, and just overall within the offensive line units. So Wyatt Teller, you know, year two here with the Cleveland Browns, shouldn't be much of an issue here at the right guard position. The tackle position, obviously, you know, Jack Conklin brought in highest uh, paid offensive tackle that was on the market. Uh, you know, Fits the system, obviously, you know, his time in Tennessee, he's he's played in this system. He's excelled in this system. More athletic than he is probably a technician, and that's fine. Um, The only time real struggles Jack Conklin has had in the NFL is when he was injured. And, you know, obviously when, with anybody, um, once you're injured, your technique is going to take a hit. So with Jack Conklin, who usually wins by athleticism and beating players to the point of attack, when you are dinged up, it's going to slow you down some. Um, Coming in here fully healthy, obviously, 2019, you know, as he recovered from the ACL, just, you know, got better and better as the time went on. More comfortable with the knee. You know, the knee got stronger, more stable. Jack Conklin was able to put together a hell of a 2019 season earning this fantastic free agent contract that he got here from the Cleveland Browns, going to be a huge, huge part of this team's success in the run and in the pass. First round selection, Jedrick Wills. Normally, anybody that takes any player at number 10 overall, a lot is going to be put on his plate. And it's not that a lot's not being put on Jedrick Wills' plate. Um, But you're hoping that at worst, Jedrick Wills is maybe your fourth, fourth best offensive lineman. Maybe he's your fifth best offensive lineman, either which could be more than okay. Um he it's gonna be a, a lot. It's gonna be a big toll making the switch from playing the right side his entire life to playing the left side. And again, it's okay to have concerns about this. You can't just assume it's just gonna go easy. And it's not that left tackles predominantly struggle as it's not to say it that way, rookie left tackles. It's not it's that rookie left tackles it takes time. Yes, they may develop into stars. But it takes time. They usually just don't hit the ground running as stars. And it's going to be okay if that's the case for Jedrick Wills. It's going to be okay. It's going to take a little time. Um, But you have a fantastic offensive line coach, Bill Callahan. um, Worked with numerous, numerous star offensive linemen in the NFL. He's got you know veterans within this room um he's got a guy like jack conklin who's familiar with the system although the verbiage may be different um so that should you know not be too much of an issue comes from a big team big time program but a lot's going to be asked uh you know of jedrick wills here but again you know a lot will be asked but it's not that he's going to have to come out and be this dominant force at left tackle and you know you, you know, oh well we've got our next joe thomas you don't have to put any of that on this young man. Just go out there, play the best ball you can, be one of the top half or so left tackles in the NFL as a rookie, and that will be more than good enough. The reserves is where it kind of gets interesting. Um, you know, Obviously, the Drew Forbes loss is a big one. Um, now you go to Chris Hubbard, who is going to be here um, they've talked about maybe as a jumbo tight end, third and inches, goal line, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, obviously, a swing tackle if needed, Chris Hubbard. His athleticism is more of a fit to this scheme than it was in his first two years here with Cleveland. Um, still not as strong as you would like from an offensive tackle in the NFL. So, you, know, you do have those concerns. Kendall Lamb. Um, Probably, you know, less athletic, so not the scheme fit maybe that Hubbard is, but Kendall Lamb has more functional strength, has more, uh, you know, has succeeded more. But Kendall Lamb, Chris Hubbard to this point, granted Chris Hubbard as of now has had, you know, more playing time opportunity. There's really not much of a difference as far as the the, what kind of play you're going to get out of either guy. It's just that Kendall Lamb and Chris Hubbard go about it in different ways. Nick Harris, uh, obviously the rookie center out of Washington. Um, not really going to be much of an opportunity to get to play much here as a rookie. I am wondering now, and I've talked about this before, where there would be the opportunity for him to learn some guard. I'm wondering with this Drew Forbes news, Drew Forbes news, if that's going to be more of an opportunity for Nick Harris. Um, he moves well. Um, he's, he's a little bit undersized, but with now... The with the loss of Forbes, you know, and the fact that Nick Harris probably will not see a rep at center this year unless something terribly happens, terribly wrong goes something terribly goes wrong with J.C. Treader. Does this put him in an opportunity now where there is to work in at right guard? So God forbid something happened to White Teller, Teller, he would be that next man up at the guard position. Um, Certainly a possibility here. The team has a draft pick invested in Nick Harris. Uh, They obviously like the player that he is, even though they were very, very set at the center position. So I do believe Nick Harris may have just, you know, basically jumped up a seat, so to speak, in the offensive line room. Uh, there is your offensive line talk. We have gotten to the uh, NFL news of the day, the Brown news of the day from everything yesterday. We're going to get to looking at and examining the second part of the Browns 2020 schedule here in a second. Your Friday, Locked on Browns, with your host, Jeff Floyd. If you were not subscribed on iTunes or Spotify, there is no better time than the present. So get on that right now. Smash so sure the subscribe button five-star ratings. Please, 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 please keep giving them to me, guys. Do me a favor. I'll give you a shout-out on social media. You show me you gave the show a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify. I will get you guys a shout-out. you know everybody get their followers up here as we get closer and closer to the 2020 NFL season. Written reviews are always fantastic as well. Please take care of that for me. Again, same thing applies. Show me you did that. We'll get you a nice shout-out on Twitter. You know, help you uh, get up your following so give you some more great Browns fans to speak football with. Subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, Ratings, written reviews. Going to look here at the second quarter of the regular season for your Cleveland Browns. Fifth game of the season. And this will be an interesting one as the Indianapolis Colts come to Cleveland. Um, Some key additions. I mean, look, the Colts were a good team heading into last season until that fateful Saturday night in August where Andrew Luck decided It was time for him to step away. Um, The Colts were built for a run. Um, They just did not have the quarterback play to do it. You bring in Phillip Rivers. um, And very much similar to the Tom Brady acquisition down in Tampa Bay. This is thinking we have a pretty good roster in place. We need a quarterback. And we understand it may not be long. So you bring in Phillip Rivers, um, you drafted Jonathan Taylor, an outstanding running back at in Indianapolis to pair with the Marlon Mack. You have a good offensive line here. Yes, Phillip Rivers, you know, as far as a passer, there's been some diminish over the last few years. But with Taylor, with Marlon Mack, with this offensive line, you're not asking Phillip Rivers to come in here and throw for 300 yards game and win that way. You could hopefully win with solid offensive line play, solid running game, and you know a solid defense as the young Colts defense continues to get better. You have an addition in, in the secondary quarterback position with Xavier Rhodes. Um, weird, weird way it worked out. Xavier Rhodes was viewed very, very highly over the last couple of years in Minnesota. Um, over the last season and a half or so in Minnesota, just really had some tough, tough stretches. Um, so now here he is. Uh, coming into the Colts secondary, um, he's needed. They need one more guy back there. We'll see if Xavier Rose can you know, round back to the player that he used to be. Then, sixth game of the season, Pittsburgh Steelers. Your first taste of the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Uh, additions of Ben Roethlisberger back, maybe. We'll see how much he's back. I've hit on this a million times. You know, I don't know how much you get back in the elbow uh, after the injury that Ben had, I don't know how much it comes all the way back with a player of Ben's age. Um, you bring in an Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron is just a, a pain in the ass type of tight end. There's, you know, you cover everybody deep, you got the t- wideouts, and then all of a sudden Eric Ebron finds a way to shake loose. Uh, Had two fantastic years for the Indianapolis Colts after a rough, rough time with the Detroit Lions. Um, He's certainly going to be somebody to watch for. You look at the addition of a Chase Claypool. And it seems every year, and this is kind of how the Steelers do it, because they don't really seem to sign a lot of their offensive players long term. One player they did, Antonio Brown. Obviously, that didn't work out. But where it could be the last year of Juju Smith, you've worked in. Younger wide receivers bringing in one young wide receiver per season. Then you bring in this year with a Chase Claypool. Big. (laughs) Big. I mean big. You're talking (coughs) 6'4". Weighs almost 230 pounds. Athletic as the day is long. He's a tough, tough cover. Um, Didn't really have a large amount of production at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's still one of the teams that, you know, obviously not throwing the ball as much as everybody else is in college football. But high ceiling here for a player like Chase Claypool question will be how much can he contribute early in his rookie season on the defensive side of the ball. Um, with Bud Dupree, um, you know, with T.J. Watt, obviously Bud Dupree, his last year on the deal with all eyes on signing T.J. Watt to that long-term contract. You bring in Alex Highsmith out of the University of Charlotte. I was a big fan. Uh, yeah, I had him as a target for the Browns. I would have thought he been would have been a great player to bring in here. Uh, he's going to be somebody to watch here as he tries to show whether or not he can end up being T.J. Watt's future running mate. So interesting one there. Seventh game of the season, uh, the trip down to Cincinnati. Um, we spoke on this yesterday. You know, obviously this comes down to Burrow. This comes down to this wide receiver core of A.J. Green. uh, A.J. Green, Um, you have John Ross. You have Auden Tate. Um, You drafted T. Higgins. It's a really, really great group. Joe Mixon has been an issue at times. Um, This defense, some players brought in. Um, Can the rookie linebackers grow into the system quickly here because the Bengals have had putrid linebacker play over the last couple of years and obviously you know uh T- Tyler Boyd who I continue to talk about is the best wide receiver the Cleveland Browns have might be neck and neck with Joe Mixon Tyler Boyd one of the most underrated uh position players in my opinion in the NFL the guy just does not get enough love for the game he brings him with the Joe Burrow could be a scary scary combination eighth game of the season the Las Vegas Raiders would come to Cleveland Um, it's, I'm actually almost happy. It's a home game. Um, because if there can't be any fans in attendance, I, you know, I, I cannot wait to see what this Raiders stadium looks like on television, but the Raiders are headed to Cleveland this year. That will be the eighth game of the year. Some old friends, Demarius Randall, Carl Nassib brought in for the Vegas Raiders. Um, the giraffe picks in the first round of Henry Ruggs, lightning fast, vertical guy, and for you uh, Ohio State listeners, Damon Arnett, kind of an odd selection in the first round just due to his age. Normally, you're not gonna you know draft somebody almost 24 years old in the first round, but um, obviously the Las Vegas Raiders do things a little bit differently than everybody else. Again though, when with doing these exercises of looking at the se- at the season, a quarter at a time you're looking in you're trying to say how can I get two wins out of this quarter how can I get three wins out of this quarter with maybe the ultimate goal of trying to get to 12 and four so where you would go three and one through each quarter there's some winnable games here games here and if you want to contend and legitimately contend for the AFC North you've got to win these division games so this stretch here another two more division games here between Pittsburgh and between the Cincinnati Bengals This has been your Friday edition on Locked on Browns. Obviously, we've discussed um, the news of the day and Jamie Gillian, you know, heal up. Um, Again, for a punter, this is not as bad as it is some other positions. Jamie should be able to work out on his own. But, you know, hopefully he'll stay safe. He'll stay quarantined like he's supposed to do because it seems like Jamie Gillian's been out on the town just a tad bit, a little bit too much, perhaps. Um, We talked wrapped up on Coach Defensky's press conference yesterday. Did the offensive line preview, and of course, here we just finished with um, looking at the second quarter of the Browns' twenty twenty NFL, NFL schedule. Uh, we'll be back next week. Obviously, a ton of stuff. We'll take it, you know, whatever news breaks down and comes comes through through over the weekend. Um, you know, we'll start to find out more and more from the you know about the veterans, about you know who you know who's ready to go, and and God forbid, hopefully, no more. You know, positive tests. Uh, Coach Stefanski said that the coaching staff, everybody is going to stay on board this year. Obviously for coaches, it's a little bit more of a concern than it is players. You know, do the age factor and things of that nature and the age factor of people that might be at home with them. But for now, the entire coaching staff is in for the 2020 season for the Cleveland Browns. Make sure you follow the show at Locked on Twitter. DMs are open. Follow back account. Make sure you're following me at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, DMs are open. Ideas for the show questions for the show um you just want to talk in general i'm always around and it's the best way to get in touch with me hit me up over there um please make sure you're following uh at browns pfn um uh, the browns work we're doing over at pro football network with sam pennix and Corey kinnon the young dudes are absolutely slaying it over there i could not be more proud of the growth of these two young men and the continued great content they put out in a day in day out basis again uh, leave those five-star ratings, leave those written reviews, show me a screenshot of them, and uh, you know, we'll get you a shout-out here on social media, get you guys in touch with some more fantastic Browns folks to interact with as we all get excited for what can be the 2020 Cleveland Browns season. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.